My next guest in studio, I've been so excited about this this evening, and um, we've been chatting for a while, and we've been threatening to do this for a while, and today is the day. Robin Wheeler, welcome. Thanks so much for having me, David. Um, it's the most fascinating thing. Are you? Are you? Would you consider yourself a, a serial book writer and publisher? I'd have to confess that I am. I wouldn't have put it that way, but since you mention it. <laughs> uh, the latest offering is uh, a book called Death is the Ultimate Orgasm, yes. a handbook on how to live and die. We're going to get into this in a bit because the story of where the title came from is absolutely fascinating. Yes. And, and you do it as a bit of a throwaway line, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, first and foremost, let's find a little bit more about Robin. Tell me... Who is Robin? Where did you start off? Are you are you South African, Joburg? Where are you from? Okay. Um, yes, grew up in Joburg. Um, I have English roots. My ancestors were English. But I grew up in Joburg and um, studied psychology, which was in a way kind of um, a modern Western search for spirituality. And then I worked in the corporate world in human resources in the mid, uh, early to mid-90s, which was kind of the, the work application of psychology. So it was understanding people and then understanding work. And then um, after a few years, they were working for two banks. I had an epiphany, um, an illness-induced epiphany, where um, my body just wouldn't let me go to work anymore. And I was forced to reevaluate my life and do some serious soul-searching. And after doing that... I had this realization um, that the world was changing really fast. This was 95, and um, the millennium was just on the horizon, and everyone was sort of reevaluating everything, you know, whether we'd actually make it through and what the world was going to be like and how we were going to survive. And there were books as well like The Celestine Prophecy talking about this transformational shift that we were going through. And um, all of that sort of integrated um, along with my inner uh, discoveries and I realized I had to go out and um, be myself for a living and and when I took that step um, I, the, that phrase came to me pretty soon afterwards so in 96 I started out doing that how to be yourself for a living well what I, what I, a couple of years after that, I wrote my first book. And in it, I actually predicted exactly what you've just had on with Brad and Andy. Um, mm-hmm. They said they've been going three years. Um, and they talked about their respective stories of how they were unhappy at work and how they weren't fulfilled. Um, that's essentially what I went through 25 years ago and realized was the future of humanity. So to hear about people doing that and to hear about them um, making their business doing that um, is exactly what I saw coming and what I realized we would all be doing uh, sooner or later. So um, it's really a, a, um, my vision um, sort of manifesting and my realization coming to pass because um, this alignment of who we are, what our purpose is, what our talents are, what we on the earth to do with what the world desperately needs from us which is what they were talking about in their terminology, in their form, in their business model, um, is what we're all struggling with and what we're all awakening to. So I call it being yourself for a living because for me that really is a nice, simple term that sums it all up and it's a good reference point. But um, it's, it's, it's paradoxically the most profound and meaningful thing you could ever do and at the same time the most simple and elemental one. Is Because I've noticed this over 
the last couple of years, and it seems to be accelerating that with work these days, and, and you talk about being yourself for a living, there is this huge I mean, everybody's talking about it. There is a shift, you know. Yes. I mean, the other day I saw the coolest bumper sticker. It just said on the bumper sticker, shift happens. Mm. And I love that. But there is this shift to a more humanitarian-based right. thing, to, to embracing your humanity, but a very spiritual. And I notice in your writings and, and, and in the things that you say, and um, as, as we joked about, I joked about you with, with this with you in one of our messages, that I am a bit of a stalker uh, about my guests. <laughs> there's, a very, there's, there's a big spiritual yes. depth to what you do. Um, it's not one of those blatant kind of, you know, the aliens are going to come and visit kind of thing, but there is this profound spirituality. And I, and I believe that is coming more to the fore these days as science and, and, and religion meet Converge, in the form of, yes. of, of quantum physics these That's days. Go. Exactly that. So now that would be one entry point into being yourself for a living or, or whatever you want to call it. It's um, where, uh, and we use the word spiritual very cautiously because it has all sorts of associations to people. I mean, they're associated with, with religion, um, which is not what I'm talking at all. No. Um, no. And then you get people who say they, they're kind of spiritual but not religious, which is kind of more in that direction. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the way you put it there, David, is, is, is really good because it is a profoundly um, essential and deep thing that's actually beyond words, um, yet it's permeates everything that you do. It's, 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 it's an awakening of your consciousness, and it's really bringing that consciousness or that awakening to everything that you do. Hence, and, and, and it's all in the individual. It's not in society. It's not in the structures. Structures can't uh, be enlightened. It's the individual that's the origin, and that gets brought into your individual self, your, your relationships, your personal brand, and in whatever position you're in, whether that's a leadership position or a service position, your, your business? Because for me personally, I mean, when, when I started out in this working world, which was mid-80s, I guess, okay. um, I, was, I was mercenary. It was all about the money right. all the time. And I measured my worth with the, the numbers, the, with with how much money I had, how expensive were my toys, did mm-hmm. I have the best toys, and I, I got to say, I mean, I got slapped upside the head. It took me losing everything right. three times. There you go. Okay, because I'm a bit of a slow learner. <laughs> three times. You know, when when people break into your house and clean out the entire place, and then you you're insured, so you replace it, and they just wait until the replace the universe is sending you a message yeah and you know what I, at that stage i was paranoid i was uptight i was not a nice person right um and you know energy in action is one of the things i believe in energy flows where attention goes yeah. i was paranoid about losing my work losing my business uh, getting broken into and guess what i made it all happen manifested beautifully it. Elegantly, I really did. And uh, as soon as I stopped worrying about that, and, and, and for me, as I said, I think it takes longer. It took longer for me than for some people. And I'm not, I, I wouldn't even say I'm close at the moment. I, I, I've got my toe on, on the path, I believe. Okay. And that path could change, uh, which it does. Um, but, you know, when you're happy and when you're doing something that speaks to your soul, I think that's where magic comes from. That's right. So there, that's there's your reference point. We all need an existential reference point. Uh, it's how you feel. When I talk um, at conferences, I start by saying to people, "How does it feel to be yourself for a living?" And but I, that is a scary question. Well, it is. 
<laughs> it's 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 but you're very insightful to see that because it sounds like a, a very non-threatening one but it's actually the most challenging uh, thing uh, you could ask <laughs> it's like somebody says who are you no you don't even start with that well that is another version of yeah. the ultimate question yeah because if you Everything that you're searching for, whether it's through material wealth or success or whatever manifestation uh, you use on the on route, what you're really looking for is yourself. If you can find that, then uh, you go through a breakthrough realization. And humans are nature. You know, an example I use is if a if a river is flowing downhill to the sea. Uh, natural course it doesn't just wake up one tuesday morning and say let's take a different route yeah it needs a boulder to or a an earthquake or a tree or something mm. so humans are the same we, we all need some sort of seismic um, reorganization of our lives and for me that was uh, what i d- described initially as a kind of an illness there was nothing wrong with me i went to uh, doctors who told me i was in perfect health and if you look at african spirituality sangomas who get called to their spiritual uh, calling, which uh, is to be a healer, which yeah. is what I am, is another word for being yourself for a living, is a healer, someone who is able to um, transmute um, your suffering into your service to humanity. Um, if if the Sangoma doesn't answer their calling, they get more and more ill until they just follow it. So there's a, a surrender to the higher or um, an acquiescence of the ego to the, the truer self or Mm. Whatever terminology you want to use. And if we don't, we get uh, slapped on the side of the head, like you said. Well, yeah, it starts <laughs> off with gentle murmurings. Yes, you get a few hints, and then, then if you don't a listen. Nudge. Me, it took, it took several, several <laughs> full-blown, yeah, smacks upside the face. And, yeah, and I mean, I, I've now come to realize um, I was at that stage in my life where, you know, I, could, I knew something was happening. Right. And it was terrifying, but yes, every time, terrifying. every time one of those events has happened, it's it's literally catapulted me to another level of awareness. That's so now I come to the stage where I used to be happy when I was on what I would call a plateau. Right, everything was just nothing. safe. Yeah, nothing dramatic was happening. Now when I get there, I'm like, okay, all right, I know something Something's else is coming. happening. And and once you do that, the the, the shock of whatever that something is becomes less because yeah, you're paying more attention. But you see, if you look at what you've j- just described there is your awareness. You're aware of how life works, of how you work, mm. of who you are in that. You, you're not describing ultimately who you are, but you're describing the you that has traction in the world. You're describing the tensions of of, of um, how the process of being alive works. And then you, you're um, aware that there's a higher answer and you're open to it. But if you look now, what you said to my question, what does it feel like to be yourself for a living? Your initial response was terror. Now, if you can be aware of that, then you are conscious enough to understand that we are all terrified of stepping into the truth. We're all terrified of the truth of the unknown. But terror is just the feeling you have on the cusp. If you go back to the question, how does it feel to be yourself for a living? Existentially, what does it feel like? You're going to be in alignment you're going to be flowing. You're going to be creative because we are creative beings. And creativity has a certain tension involved. It's not a plateau. It's a climb, if you use the metaphor uh, you guys were talking about um, mm-hmm. in the hour before. It's, but it's not stressed out of your brain. It's a, an optimal state of um, arousal, flow, uh, harmony, calmness, enlightenment, 
but um, full engagement with life, fully present. So you're creative, you're entrepreneurial, you're growing, you're relaxed, you're happy, um, you're, you're coming from a place of love. So that existential space for me is the new humanity. That's, that's what we're all yeah. getting to and we're going the hard way. That's basically what's happened. If I knew uh, in 96 when I started how damn hard it was going to be, I would have had to have got sicker because I would have put it off even longer. And many entrepreneurs will tell you that they, if they'd known what they were in for, they would never have gone for it. It has been yeah. extremely hard on a spiritual level and a business level, but I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change one second of it. Yeah, I, I would. I would agree with you absolutely. And I and I, I've said this before often. You know, um, being an entrepreneur in whatever way, shape, or form, from a, a micro business right the whatever, way up, for sure. is the most exciting, terrifying thing you will ever there do you in go. your life. There you go. Um, and yes, I, I think ninety percent of us would go. If we'd known then what we know now, we would probably, you know, not have done it. Yet I think we still would have. You know, but exactly. it's it's that is. Sadly, it's it's part of the human condition. I think maybe it does get better, but you know there there has to be this this level of suffering and and hardship before you get to where you're going. Otherwise, you don't value it. Well, I, I, it's interesting that you say that because um, and there's the valuing it. Um, it's actually um, whether it's climbing the mountain or finding yourself or finding out who you're not and realizing that. You don't. You can't actually die. You know, to come to the book title that we, that you'll come to, and those things only come from um, encountering the reality of life. It's not a th something you think in your head. It's something you go through on all levels. Mm -hmm. And um, anything less than that would be a compromise. You know, and we're here to live to the full. So, um, I really that being yourself for a living. If you keep coming back to that idea, I mean, being is being in the moment, being present, being who you are. Um, Using the talents you're born with, developing your creativity, um, and that's kind of the, the otherworldly or the, or the kind of spiritual side. Um, and then the entrepreneur side of being, be entrepreneuring is, the, is the, the concept or the brand. And the entrepreneur side is the worldly. And the way the logo depicts them is it's almost like a yin and yang. It's the kind of two together. How do you bring the transcendent into the mundane? And, and that's the endeavor of, of, I think, for humanity at the moment, is how do we, whoever we are, whether it's you, me, or your previous guests, or anybody, um, how do we integrate who we are with what we do to be of service to the world for the benefit of everyone as we face the most uh, enormous challenges uh, in recorded human history. I mean, we are on the cusp of extinction. <laughs> we yeah. have to do this, you know. <laughs> we don't have many choices left. No. Uh, my special guest in studio, Robin Wheeler, uh, I'm going to just call him a serial author. He's a speaker. He is an educator. Um, we'll be back talking a little bit more. Uh, I'm going to talk about some of those books that Robin has written. And then, yes, we are going to get on. I'm savoring this one. I'm saving it. Death is the ultimate orgasm. Uh, Robin, uh, Robin's latest offering. We'll get Delayed to that. gratification there. We'll get to that in just a bit. <laughs> My special guest in studio, uh, we got Robin Wheeler. It is what's involved, by the way. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Thanks for staying with us. Um, oh, Sheila's just gone. Uh, I love that title, Death is the Ultimate Orgasm. It's true. I had a near-death experience, and it was too beautiful to, to describe in earthly words. I'm loving wow. the show. So thank you, Sheila. We appreciate that. Um, but before we get on to that, as I said, I'm, I'm saving it. Um, you then went through this, this period in your life, and you decided 
and and then you got this this being yourself for a living, and then you went out and you wrote a book, and and the book was called Insights. Actually, um, Insights came a bit later. I wrote really? a book called Be Entrepreneuring, an autobiographical handbook, which was the late nineties. I wrote it in ninety eight, put it out in ninety nine. And then the millennium came. And then I put out two more books, which were like travel books with spiritual messages. The one was called Heading Home, which was about my backpacking experiences, which I'd had between studying psychology and working in corporate HR. And that was like, you know, you head out into the world looking for yourself and you're actually heading home and life being a metaphor for that. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote another one in 2003 called Hunting Power, which was um, I was cash strapped and uh, uninspired, overworked and burnt out. And Bruce Springsteen announced the Rising album after years of um, not not playing live with the mm-hmm. E Street Band, and so I went to London without a ticket and got into the show uh, at the door by negotiating a ticket from the Tout. <laughs> so the book tells that story, and that was the early 2000s. And then I got divorced, so that um, there was a sort of a lull. And then Insights came in 2007, and I didn't know okay. it at the time. But it became a template for for the the series, and now there are twenty three, uh, twenty four going on twenty four of them, um, of which six are out, and they're being re released uh, now with three new ones coming um, to follow that. Clearly, clearly, my stalking didn't unearth those first couple of books. Okay, yes. So, so you released Insights two thousand and seven. Yes. Was it your intention that this was going to be a series? No, I actually was writing for the media a lot at the time. And uh, I had a whole lot of pieces that didn't fit. You know, when you write for the media, you you write in a certain voice for for that platform. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'd written a whole lot of pieces that were either sort of um, stabs at articles that didn't have a home or I'd just written uh, freely and creatively. And I suddenly realized that I actually had half a book there. And when I saw that and I realized that, you know, um, this new way of being, life itself, you can't put that into a model you can't you can develop a, a tool that that helps people but life is is infinitely mysterious so i found that if i wrote pieces that were just short quick poetic easy to read i could delve into all the deep mysteries um, but also do it in a way that's um easy to dip into anywhere and so i kind of talk about all sorts of aspects of life but I'm really referring to the much deeper stuff along the way and when I when I got that idea and I realized okay let's finish this book and turn it into a, a whole string of easy to read insights um, the, the book galvanized and I put it out and then uh, only shortly after that when I wrote the sequel did I realize oh wow this is actually a, a series forming here so then we got further insights deeper insights truer sexier and and on Okay, and you, you're re-releasing all of those. Yes. When? They're coming out now, between now and Christmas. Uh, so mm-hmm. one at a time, I've written some um, chapters for each looking back. So, so Insights 1 is, is 12 years ago, Insights 2 is 10. Just sort of because they're classics and they, they're actually more relevant now than, than they were then because they're, they're quite visionary, you know, and people um, were kind of in a space of, we know you're right, but, and they were more yeah. concerned about what's after the but. Well, we were in survival mode. I mean, to a degree, we still are in yeah. survival mode in, 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 in this country. Um, but t- just when I think, you know, I do, I do a little bit of writing. I write scripts and I do, I do some blogs, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. When I think what the amount of work that goes into just that, when I'm thinking that you've written this many books, I mean, 
does you must love what you do I, I say on my worst day I adore it yeah I live it it's it's my uh, writing is is my it's my um, spiritual digestive system my emo- I, I'm, I'm always writing I write all the time not that I uh, do it in a structured way I just mm. dispose myself to the muse and if an insight drops I write it I've written the last probably the last 15 books all on my phone since smartphones came out and um, even this death is the ultimate orgasm which is 103,000 words I wrote on my phone on your phone yeah. are you nuts I am <laughs> Jeez, like. it's actually because that was a smaller one now I mean I've got a, a bigger phone now but it, yeah. uh, so but you know when you're a writer I mean if I was stranded on a desert island all yeah. I'd need is a stick and the beach I need as long as I've got something to write on a creative outlet I'm fine you know so yeah. whatever it is it's not the easiest writing on a touch screen but mm-hmm. it's better than nothing so I'll do it and uh, I always advise people just follow your muse follow your creativity because it just gets better and better well, I mean, I, I asked uh, one of the uh, an author. Uh, I won't mention it. It's a very well known author, um, and and I said to him at one stage, I said, you know, what do you, what is this whole writing thing? You know, how do you go about becoming a writer? And I, I sort of got looked at, and, I, and he looked at me, and he went, the answer is rather simple. If you want to write, then write. That's it. And I was like, mm, I was expecting a little bit more than that, but yeah, it is. It's true. I mean, if you want to write. Right, and and it does get better. Just keep going, get going, and keep going. All right, so let's move on, okay? Um, and by the way, Robin has given us uh, five of the insights series to give away tonight. So we're going to be giving away insights, further insights, deeper insights, truer insights, and sexier insights. Those five were given away. Uh, and that's a good amount of uh, reading right there. It's a couple of years, yeah. But the one that fascinates me. Um, is this this latest offering. Uh, Death is the Ultimate Orgasm, a handbook on how to live and die. And I've often made a joke about this, you know, when you when you say here, yeah, death is the ultimate orgasm, I've always gone, yeah, because that way you can be coming and going at the same time. Uh, but, you know, this is taboo. We, you mentioned sex and death. In one like book right title. there in the book title, and I mean, <laughs> people are going to look at this and either think um, that that this is some kind of you know modern day Kama Sutra, or that you've lost the plot. Talk to me about the book. I mean, why? Why this book? Okay. Um, as much as I love writing the insights books, and as much as they've been kind of the backbone since two thousand and seven or two thousand and six when I started writing the first one, um, I got. To the point where um, uh, the year before last year, it was late uh, 2017, where I just I finished a book. I think I wrote three that year, and, sure. and I just thought I've had enough. It was book 20 actually, and um, I just took a break. I thought, let me stop, uh, and I deliberately um, didn't write. I actively didn't write because I thought, let me do something new. I'd like to open myself to something different. And secretly, I actually carried on writing the Insight series. But um, I went to Thailand. Um, but actually, what happened before that is George Michael had died um, the, the last Christmas before that. And um, he his manager, um, a guy called Simon Napier-Bell um, from the 80s, he, he managed Wham in the 80s and took them to China and 
Um, he posted a post about uh, George being an exceptional artist and mentioned his, his how he'd managed him. And I shared this on my page and I said, look, George is an example of someone being themselves for a living. And Simon is the example of the manager that I would like to have in my life and business. Mm-hmm. And similarly, Bruce Springsteen's got his manager, John Landau, you know, and that co- creative collaboration is, is and, and the business side of it, you know. Anyway, the ne- next morning I woke up to a message from Simon um, who had seen this and was asking me all about what I do and, and loving the concept and everything. As in, as in George Michael's manager yeah. got hold of you. Yeah. Well, Wow. Mark Boland's manager the the decade before yeah, and the Yardbirds yeah. the year before. Yeah. yeah, he was he was up there with um uh, Brian Epstein and all the main managers of the 60s and then in the 70s he was huge. So a real legend in the rock management field. Uh-huh. And then I found out um that he lives in Thailand, which is my kind of my second home, my happy place. So when I was there in December of 2017, um I organized to go up and see him he lives in Pattaya I was in Phuket and uh, we spent 11 hours together um, six and a half over lunch and four and a half over dinner and um, we were like two peas in a pod I mean the man's 80 he's old enough to be my father um, so there was kind of a, a father-son mirror and there was a two artistic creative men mirror and all sorts of uh, a brotherhood and we talked about you know everything um, and uh, that evening we were having a, a bottle of, of wine in an Italian restaurant and uh, all the banter that had sort of happened over the day um, was in the air and, he, and he, he said something and I said, well, death is the ultimate orgasm. And he said to me, there's your bestseller. And I just realized it right there. I actually zoned out and started writing at the table because it was like hovering, you know. Yeah. And I just came home and wrote the book and put it out. See that is that is amazing because I mean again you very you you kind of very like eh, just came home wrote the book and put it out. This is a monster book. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a tome. You know, and 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 it covers a whole bunch. I mean, I can't wait to dig into this book. Um, but uh, as I mentioned earlier, my reading list is has suddenly expanded greatly over the last <laughs> few months. Okay. Um, so you had the title, okay. Which is yeah, all right. Catchy. It's 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 catchy. <laughs> it's edgy. It's kind of like, you know, what the heck are you yeah. doing? Where did the content come from? Because a friend of mine and one of my great mentors always used to say to me, "Coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous, or the universe's right. way of remaining anonymous." So, I mean, it was a coincidence that you posted this and ended up there and met him. But so you've got the title now. How the hell did you fill up the rest of the pages? Well, you know, when when you it's like writing a song. You know, you might get a hook, or you might get a title, or a, or a you know, a little sort of piece of inspiration. And then when you attend to it, the thing just keeps coming through, and you realise, oh, this thing needs to sort of um, be given form. You know, and if you've got the skills, if you're a musician, you can just sit down and and voice it. And uh, being a writer, you know, when you get uh, quite experienced at it. Um, you know that you've got the craft uh, behind you, you know. So as I just sort of, you know, for example, my dad had died um, just after Insights came out, book one. Um, literally a couple of months after that, my dad got ill and died. And I, I, was, I went through all of the illness with him and he, I was with him holding his hand as he, as he took his last breath. So death um, had made itself known to me in very intimate terms. And I'd spent the decade... Processing that, I mean, it was one of the most beautiful ex- 
um, satisfying experiences of my life, mm. you know. Mm. So there was that, and um, my girlfriend had uh, been ill, and she'd been through chemotherapy, and I'd just come out of uh, dealing with that um, in very sort of intense close quarters, and her brush with with mortality and um, just various uh, strands like that. Um, George Michael's death and what that had meant, and how people um, when it's almost as if we we hear with this inner message to give the world, and it all suddenly makes sense when we die. It's like it kind of brings it full circle, you know. So and also this thing about um, death not being um, the end. It's 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 if you've got a linear approach, if you're thinking, you know, you've got a line, a vector, mm. beginning, end, death. And, you know, atheistic people would, would insist that uh, nothing happens That's after it. That. Yeah. yeah. But if you look at, say, someone like Steve Jobs famously made his speech about um, using death as an advisor, um, where you know, if, if, you, if life's giving you a hard time, just remember you're going to die because that'll put everything in perspective. So if you embrace death as a reality – not something to fear, which, you know, there's an element of fear, but... Definitely. And then you bring that forward and you actually embrace that we're, we're living and dying all the time. So what is our legacy? Well, yes, what, what are we doing? What are we here to do? And um, if, you, if you don't embrace death, you can't live to the full. So it's only in consciousness of death and understanding of death, because everything we're doing is actually building up to death. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's one of the ironies of, of being human, is that from the moment you are born, that's where you're heading. The package is already signed and sealed. And yeah. You were talking about the entrepreneurial journey. That, to me, is just a, a smaller metaphor for the journey of life itself. I mean, if you, when you take that thing to be born, you've bought the whole ticket the whole ride and you're in for the whole thing and you have to just handle it and we're all here to do that we'll talk more about the book when we come back my special guest in studio robin wheeler what's involved uh, and my special guest in studio is robin wheeler prolific author there we go that's my big word for the night prolific um i tell you what he says reaching over um we're going to give away all five of the insights books that we have here in the one set. go. Yes. So we're going to give away the set. Okay. This is uh, thank you, Robin. Thank you. Cause, Great pleasure. Cause, uh, you self-publish these, hey? Yeah. I started, you know, with being yourself for a living, being my my ethos. Yeah. Um, when the first book came out in '99, I looked at options and basically I self-taught myself the publishing business. But I just realised I had to do it authentically, and I wasn't interested in compromising and so I kind of just learned the ropes and put the book out learning as I went and that just evolved into my own publishing business one of the things I do in the corporate world is a product called Fully Booked where I take companies through a transformation process uh, I don't, don't jump the gun, I want to okay. get onto this because you've just done one now Yes, which I want to talk about. Okay, great, uh, yeah. But uh, you know so, so this is, I mean, you know this is, this is your own you know, this it's, is your blood, sweat, tears, money, and everything in this collection. My, my life, my soul. I even typeset it. I design. I got, got a designer to do the covers, but I, everything in there um, is straight through my hands, and that's part of the spirit of it. Yeah. So, if you would like to win this set of five books, uh, it's the Insights uh, series by Robin Wheeler. Uh, we've got insights, further insights, deeper insights, truer insights, and sexier insights. 
uh, we're going to pick somebody randomly. So uh, you can uh, just WhatsApp us and uh, give me your name and just say Insights, okay? Give me your name and say Insights. You can send that to 084-822-0938. That's the WhatsApp line, 084-822-0938. Otherwise, SMS us, 41348. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. If you'd like to win that set of five books, I'll give you some chance to get those Wow. <laughs> okay, maybe you don't need that much time. They come flooding in. Um, I'm also going to be giving away um, a copy of Death is the Ultimate Orgasm, Robin's latest, well, latest published book. Not the yes. latest, latest book, because we're going to get onto that in just a bit. Um, it's He leans over once again. Uh, it says a handbook on how to live and die. We've talked death, okay? It's the only thing they say, anything that's certain is death and taxes. But but it says here how to live as well. So so what is the book about? I mean, this must have been a hell of a journey. And, and, and you know, uh, let me just have a, have a quick look here. This is, what, 380, 90-odd pages. Yeah. So this is, what, 100,000 words? 103,000, yes. Yeah, it's it's a lot of writing. You don't just do this on a Sunday afternoon. No, it took a good few Sunday afternoons. <laughs> it was six days a week, 14 hours a day for about five months, which is still pretty quick, it's I might add. darn quick for this. So, yeah. so how did you do it? I mean, we, 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 we got the dying part done, but how to live? Yeah, I'd say to sum up how to die is go into it consciously. Don't be afraid. To how to live. Uh, the book is actually about how to live because that's all my work is about how to live. So it's really all the same message, how to be yourself for a living, how to follow your calling, how to embrace death as an advisor, how to um, resolve your ancestral issues, how to use your talents to be of service to the world, how to um, be creative for a living, how to um, personify the new humanity, how to be a leader, all of that integrated. And um, it kind of flows together into this sort of plat of insight uh, that sort of climaxes with this realization that if you do all of these things, if you be yourself for a living, uh, you might feel like you lost sometimes, you might, be, you might feel like the universe has its knee on your head, uh, you might be down and out, but you just keep going, keep being true, keep leading the way, and it all comes together, and it's the ultimate climax. Well, there we go. Um, one of my, just as an aside, one of one of my theme songs when the when the going gets tough. Uh, you know the saying, when the going gets tough, the tough go shopping. But one of my my songs, because I'm a great believer in in music and the healing power of music. Uh, believe it or not, song by Tim McGraw called okay. "Live Like You Were Dying." There you go. Um, I don't know if you've heard the song. Uh, it's all about a guy who's, who gets diagnosed with cancer and what he does. Um, and that was always one of my inspirations. Brilliant. So the other book that we're giving away is uh, "Death Is the Ultimate Orgasm." Robin Wheeler's latest offering says here on the cover, don't die before you read this. So now you know. Uh, It's a handbook on how to live and die. What's involved? We're wrapping it up. My special guest in studio uh, is Robin Wheeler. Wow. Okay. So um, hang on. Sheesh, people. You went nuts tonight again. Um, I just got to see, okay, who won there. Thank you. Hang on. Just got to do this. It's easy. I don't have a producer, okay? 
I need to have a person for this, like a person who does producing things. But I don't, you know, we're kind of independent here. We do it all ourselves. Uh, well done and congratulations. The winner of uh, the uh, death is the ultimate orgasm. And uh, that winner there went into the randomizer. It came out with Anthony in Kyalami. Well done and congratulations. Somebody will be in touch with you from the radio station. Just remember, all prizes are delivered courtesy of Nightwing Couriers. Robin, um, in wrapping up, you said another part of the business uh, is where you actually, it's called, uh, the, the, the website, the company is called Be Entre- Entrepreneuring. That's right. Okay, it's not Bentrepreneuring. It's Be Entrepreneuring is the website. So it's B-E and then Entrepreneuring or yeah. be with entrepreneuring dot com dot co dot com dot com. That's where you can get hold of uh, Robin. But you also go in and you help businesses write their story. Yes. So the one side is my own books in my own name, and then the other side is I consult to companies. I run transformational projects, helping them achieve three or four of their key objectives, solve one or two of their main problems, and shift everyone into this more enlightened state of being yourself for a living. And I facilitate that people write a chapter of a book, which I then publish as a business manifesto, training manual, a branding tool, Christmas gift, corporate gift. And I've just done one at my local mall, Bedford Center. It's a lovely mall, that. It's special, and uh, it always has been. I've been going there since I was a kid. So I've got out. I've got um, the tenants, the key independent tenants there to write this book together. It's coming out next month, and it's going to change the face of retail. Fantastic stuff. We'll have to get you back to talk about I'd that. love to. Uh, we're out of time. If somebody wants to get hold of you, Robin, where can they do that? Uh, probably social media are best. Uh, Facebook, Robin Wheeler. Just LinkedIn. Yes, LinkedIn, all LinkedIn. of them. We're mutual stalkers I'm, on LinkedIn. I'm very active on all of them, so just look me up. Robin Wheeler, get hold of him. Uh, great guy to have a chat with some great books as well. See where you can get those. I'm up and out of here. Special treat for you tonight. We got Kaz in. Uh, she's doing double tonight. Uh, apparently, I don't know. Pete decided he wanted to go to the States. Dean's out and about being famous. So uh, it, it lands to Kaz to uh, keep your company, which he does exceptionally well. Uh, I'll catch you again uh, next week, same time between 6 and 8, yet another edition of What's Involved. Robin, thank you once thank again. Thank you so much. And uh, to each and every one of you, thank you so much for listening.